Hello, I'm Mariette Sneeman. Welcome to Calm, Clear and Helpful, a weekly podcast series on taking good care of yourself and others. Today's topic is what would you like to tell your 16-year-old self? My guest is Elian Paulsen, counseling psychologist from Pretoria. Welcome, Elian. Hello, Mariette. Lovely to be here. Just for our listeners, after our conversation, Elian will give us three of her favorite life tips, and then it will be fun question time. Elian, today we're talking about growing and changing, and what we would like to tell our 16-year-old self, no matter how old we are now. How did you arrive at the idea of looking back at your 16-year-old self? Mariette, there's a short answer and a long answer to that Give us the question. long one. So the long answer is in 2016, a Biranza friend of mine nudged me in the ribs in February and said, let's go to Africa Burn. And I said, yes, let's go. Um, and for the first time in 20 years, I left my husband and children behind I, and I went with my burner buddy sister to the Africa Burn and really transformed my life into a much more creative space. And I'm telling you this part of the story because it's really an ode to sisters. Even if you, I'm not born with sisters, my own sisters, but Life gives us special sisters. And this specific burner sister of mine that's close to my heart invited me to an international movement called the Dream Weavers Movement, which is a feminine, um, empowering, voluntary movement where we focus on each other's dreams. But you are invited into a little group of sisters of with sharing and connecting to feminine wisdom. And she invited me in the beginning of the year and I joined this amazing alternative healing space of sisters. And I was so inspired by my experience there that I wanted to marry my work that I'm doing in teaching and healing as a psychotherapist with especially young people because I realized that this way of connecting to each other is so healing. And I developed a course called Sisters, Safe Spaces for Growth and Healing. And as part of this Sisters course, I suddenly got the inspiration to ask some of my colleagues and friends what would they tell their own inner 16-year-old. Perhaps you should just tell us for whom Sisters is meant. So initially, I am focusing the Sisters on teenage girls between 15 and 21 in that age where I would have loved to have the psychological tools and understandings that I have now. The building blocks of better communication, more access to my own creativity, being much more in touch with my body, basic principles and movement practices that really enhances my well-being and my connection to my own feminine intuitive side. As someone 
brought up in this community, in this society, I was very much left brain and outcomes based and logical. And I really disregarded my body and my own feminine being, not because of any negative intent of anyone, but just it wasn't um, valued in my previous generations to be soft and sensual and sexual and alive and vibrant. And that is more and more key for me for a healthy mental, physical, all-round enjoyment of life, to reclaim what was not fully developed, in especially women. Oops, that's a bit of a long answer to who sisters are for, but it's basically for everyone, because even men, even my young teenage boys, do have a, a part in themselves that is feminine energy, that is feminine wisdom, that is intuitive, um, that is much more connected to our humanness, our earthiness. So the course is open for everyone, but the sharing groups that we create is at this stage only for teenagers, girl children that can share and want to share themselves with each other. Yes, and this is an online course. Yes, it's an online course. Yeah. And so you were going to tell us how you came upon the question of speaking to your 16-year-old. Six, so I realized that um, this course is basically my offering to what I would have told my 16-year-old, but I would like to get the answer also from my friends and colleagues. And I posed the question to them, what would you tell your own inner 16-year-old? Also, the question is based on one of Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules of Life, where he said that don't compare yourself to anyone else. Compare yourself to yourself from a previous stage. And that really made me think of what and how other people will also connect to their own inner 16-year-old. I invited a couple of friends about... 15, 20 of them, and I was amazed at the depth and the stirring that this question evoked in them. A couple of them told me that they were deeply touched. Just by the question, it awoke that memory. It, the whole 16-year-old self came alive. Their past was alive for them and they could really reflect on it. And deep and meaningful contributions just poured forth. And where the course was something I really worked hard on, almost more in a masculine way. I had a framework and I knew what I wanted to say and I knew what the outcome needed to be and I really worked hard on it. It was pretty much a lot of masculine energy going into it. This question was free-form, free-flowing feminine energy. And it really created a huge spark. You are welcome to read some of those people's responses, the women's beautiful responses. Some of them, no matter how many times I hear it, it brings tears to my eyes. Um, and you can all listen to it on the Sistar's website, the What Would You Tell Your 16-Year-Old page for you to 
to read. And that's why we want to offer that question now to all your readers, listeners. Anyone who's listening to this, you are welcome to reflect on that question yourself. What would you tell your own inner 16-year-old from this perspective where you are now? Yeah, I've listened to some of the women who responded to that question. Some of them, um, some wrote and some did videos. Yes. And as you say, there's such a lot of depth to it. But if we want to go back to our 16-year-old selves to look at what she was like and to decide what we would like to tell her, how can we approach that? What I can offer is the principles of the Sisters course. The first one is to do the work. So make yourself some time, carve out a little bit of free space for yourself where you can really engage with this question. So if I can just expand a bit on this notion of doing the work, is that self-work and self-growth is really important aspect of our development. And it's not so difficult. The biggest thing is to prioritize it and really make some space for yourself, whether it's an hour a week or a weekend somewhere every month to go on a retreat. Doing the work on yourself is how we heal humanity. So it's a super important principle. So for this question, give yourself some time. Take a journal picnic blanket under a tree, close the door and give yourself a half an hour or an hour or however long you can manage and really reflect on this question. The second thing is there's no right and wrong way to do this. So stay connected with whatever comes up for you. Be honest, be real, stay connected to your feelings, your internal sensations, your thoughts. And then the third point is create and explore it in any way, whether you're going to write a letter to your own inner self, whether you want to write a poem, make an artwork, move, embody it. There's such a lot of creative ways where we can really engage with the whole thing, let more and more layers come up, be explored. And it's lovely to have witnessing circles for this, but you can just do and explore it yourself. Be open. Don't expect anything specific because the expectation of the outcome kind of kills the creative process. Whereas if anything can happen, you can be open to be surprised. And if you're on your own, as you said, behind a closed door, then you can just let it flow. You can sing, you can chant, you can hum. It's really the sky's the limit. Yes, and that's my suggestion to you. Play with it and let the process unfold. Elaine, the women who have replied to this question and posted it on the Sisters website, What have you found there? There was quite a wide range of reflections. There was no single story or no single experience, really a wide range of experiences. And for one person, 
at 16, she was at the height of her um, goals, of her experience, happy, fulfilled, doing great in school. And then the next year, at 17 or 18, her wheels totally came off. So she, it was beautiful to hear how she couldn't tell her 16-year-old, you are fantastic now, but the pauper's going to hit the fan and it's going to take you more than 20 years to really recover from that blow. But what she then did tell her inner self is that hold on and enjoy and celebrate that. For others at 16, they were really down and out. They were really not their own best friend. They haven't achieved their goals, but they encouraged themselves to have a heart because now they are fully fledged women, really empowered. And the main theme that I saw running through it is to give yourself permission to just be yourself. Now, what I noticed in other conversations with friends and colleagues is that often mothers do tell their teenage girls, just be yourself. You're as beautiful as you will always be. I think you're gorgeous. But it's almost like teenagers can't hear that. So th there's a kind of a a realization for me in this whole exercise that our journeys are our journeys. There's no mistakes. There's really no mistakes. There are traumas to overcome, but the, there's no mistakes in terms of we couldn't always see the wisdom we have now. We had to traverse this journey. We had to experience what we we're experiencing. And as a mother, that gives me more peace looking at my own boys, at my own children, saying their journey is their journey. So if I'm not so anxious about, <gasps> I must teach them the right thing and I must help them to get the right answers, if I relax a bit more and trust in the goodness of life to develop what it needs to develop, in the support, finding the support when we need the support, in healing the trauma when we need to heal the trauma. When I can relax more in that faith, the interaction with even them becomes much more gentle, much more caring. Then there's much more opportunity for the love and the connection to flow, instead of an anxiousness of, oh, I must control things and make it better, and it must be fixed. So that was one of the beautiful things that came out for me personally in reflecting on this question and my colleagues and friends contribution. Would you say that looking at the responses you got, uh, women answering this question, would you say that their faith in life had developed? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, a deeper knowing, a deeper trust. And for me, that's part of the feminine wisdom, the trust in the process versus the expectation of the outcome. Which other aspects of feminine wisdom can we consider as gifts? There's definitely two that jumps to mind. And the first is embodiment or our bodies or connecting to our bodies. And the other is creativity. So coming back to body, it's how much can we 
are we really using and enjoying and connecting with our own bodies? Um, many of us have a disconnection, a numbness around the body, and to reclaim all senses is a wonderful healing necessity. With that movement comes to mind as a wonderful medicine and not moving to get somewhere or to perform in a dance but moving to really increase our ability to move to be flexible whether we're talking yoga moves or free dance movements this is for me a powerful simple gift that we can all reclaim um, I love my yoga. Kundalini yoga is a fantastic modality, but there are others. Or just walking around the block and really doing that in a mindful, connected way where we feel our feet on the floor, on the ground, where we hug a tree and we feel the whole essence of ourselves. That is what I mean with embodying, using our bodies to be fully alive. That is, for me, a major field of development that the feminine wisdom brings. Closely related to that is our creative expression. Because movement is a form of creative expression, but there's also many other forms of creative expression, whether it's in poetry or writing, journaling, creating collages or paintings, or any way possible, whether it's knitting or um, gardening or cooking all these kind of creative experiences and expressions have been sidelined you only do them if you have extra time and money but actually it's healing ointments that we need for our whole soul to be alive and and happy and functioning and vibrant and we found that in our sister circles is that it takes quite a lot of guts to share those things because we, we are so um, knocked by our society that if you can't sell it or it's not YouTube performable or you don't get many likes or you just don't do it. And therefore, this whole notion of us being a society looking at other people's stuff scrolling through other people's thingies that they post but never getting around to doing our own that's kind of a danger and in the course and in feminine movements where we are invited to participate to do stuff to be brave to make a little video of yourself and share this in a safe space that is healing in and of itself so it sounds to me as if the big thing of the sister circles is that it is a safe space. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think what I saw in so clearly in, in the Loom sisters is that safety is created by the fact that it's non-judgmental. And like we reflected on in our other podcast on nonviolent communication, we really need to make a paradigm shift to move away from judging others and ourselves as good or bad the whole time. 
just sharing for the sake of sharing, just moving for the sake of moving, just connecting to our feelings, our creativity for the sake of it, because it's beautiful, because we can, because it gives us joy. That's something we need to practice again. And in this kind of circles where we are invited to share on a daily basis, we really get to overcome our need to be perfect, our need to look always at our best, not even to care exactly how we look, but to shoot our creativity into the cosmos. It's, it's a wonderfully freeing exercise. And um, I personally gain a lot of energy and a lot of support from it. And it's delightful just to create stuff for the sake of creating. And as you say, the Sisters course is not only for teenagers, but I suppose if you are a mum who may be a little worried about your daughter, and you have now heard how Ilian has approached this course, then it may be a gift for your daughter to experience herself in this kind of safe space. Before I forget, one of the inspirations for me for compiling this course and I had them in mind as some of my beautiful young clients that was brought to me by concerned parents on the one hand or another client, she's 17, she asked her parents to bring her because she felt like she needed more support. And I had them in mind when I spoke, when I put the content together because it's exactly the content that I find over and over is very useful for young people to know and to practice. And the first is almost the acceptance that they are normal. Although they feel very alone, very isolated, very out there, very unfriendly, ugly, that that is a normal phase in all of our lives. And that personal development is also a normal thing that you you can do and you can have access to with the support of all the new information, both psychologically and of the body-mind techniques that we will be teaching you. I have seen beautiful growth and coming home to themselves in many clients and it's that that I would like to offer others that don't necessarily have access to individual psychotherapy. Where can people get more information about this program? There is some YouTubes that I give more background to it. It would be um, Sistars on my YouTube channel or you can have a look at courses.sistars.co.za And please mention again your general website. elianpolson.com Thank you, Ilian. Now for three of your favorite life tips. The first is keep moving, preferably on music, but otherwise just move the body, the whole body. The second one is dream big, dream bigger. Why not? And the third one is Face the shadow and do the work. It's worth it. Now, your fun question. Are you ready? Shoot. 
If you could picture yourself as a centenarian, uh, celebrating your birthday with 100 candles on your birthday cake, what would you like to see? What do you mean see? On the cake? No, what would you look like? Oh! Just before blowing out your candle. I just quoted this, um, um, shared this quote on Facebook uh, that Abel Pinar shared of Mavis at the age of 97 that said she's skidding into her grave with a fully developed body, <laughs> a swig of, I think, wine in the one hand and a rose in the other. That's my picture. So I'll skid in with a good bottle of wine in the one hand and arose from my beloved in the other. <laughs> thank you, Ilian, for your inspiration. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us. If you found this helpful, please share it with someone you care about. If you'd like a more fulfilling relationship with your beloved, if you wish parenting could be easier, or if you're interested in upping your emotional well-being, you're welcome to visit my website, marietsneiman.co.za, for free articles and podcast episodes. Calm, Clear and Helpful is compiled, hosted and edited by me, and the music is by Mart-Marie Sneiman. Catch you next Tuesday at 9.00.